0: (laughs) And so is mine. My name is Kylie Oh, my name is
1: Sean. Sean. (laughs) It's wildfire tribe (laughs) time and my name is Sean.
0: Yeah, and I'm Kylie and we're just so excited to be with you guys today. So we're
1: bringing you a podcast from the banks of the river.
0: Mm, And Kylie,
1: the reason why I just jumped in then, even though I jump in all the time in front of you, is that I just really felt like after just praying before we started, that that's exactly how we should actually start on the podcast. So why don't you let it rip? We just thank you, Lord, just for these
0: beautiful hearts that are tuning in today, that there would just be flow, flow, flow over them, that they would be engaging with the realms of the kingdom, that they would be coming into the fullness of who they already are, and that there would be just spaces of enlightenment as we flow together in the oneness that
1: is our new creation reality. Yeah, come on, Lord. We want people's lives changed. We want our lives changed dramatically in every moment, more and more and more We want more of you. We thank you that there's more available. And this is the reason why we get to do this podcast and why we do it, because we want more of you and so to the people that are listening. So we ask that it be so, that it would be done.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's so exciting. So what are we talking about today, babe? I
1: was going to ask you the same thing, Kylie, because believe it or not, You're in charge. (laughs) (laughs) So Kylie said to me, let's go and do our podcast. So we walked down to the river and we've got these little microphones. And that's where we've been recording our podcast lately, down by the side of the river. So that's where we are. That's about the preparation that I have put into this one today, Kylie. <laughs> I
0: know that you put in so much more than that, honey, because you walk in constant union with God and with wisdom and with Jesus and you are always in the oneness and you're always in the flow. And just like we uh, just took, a, we had a left or a right as we crossed the pedestrian crossing just almost to our destination on our way to do this podcast and we went, let's go left because we could see some people that we knew just across the road and then before we knew it we were in this little gathering of special hearts and we were just encouraging one another in that place of um, destiny and in that place of love and the unfolding of all the promises that that are within each of us and that we're that place of encouragement to bring one another into a higher place of union and and a higher place of reality. And yeah, it was this really cool little space of five minutes of just being able to hug and exchange energy and just to love on some beautiful people, some friends of ours that we hadn't seen for ages. And yeah, I think it's just being in that place of that flow and that the beauty of being available in every moment to be able to be exactly where he has created us to be.
1: So even though those people that we saw on the street today don't really know all the ins and outs of our existence, and they do know we have a podcast, but they don't know too much more than that, but they are a part of Wildfire Tribe, even if they don't know they're people that are similar in thinking, you know, they, they are on that adventure through life with God as well, wondering what it is that he has for them in every moment, and to turn left instead of right after the pedestrian crossing is that choice that we have that we are navigated by God in those those places so for us to bump into those guys on the street at that time to them also means that it's like a divine appointment that's that's our every day that's our all day every day and that's also the same with those guys you know the people that are that same sort of thinking of like wow it's actually not that surprising that I bumped into you because I've been thinking about this and God showed me this and I've been actually looking for a miracle and I was just wondering if you could place your hand on here and don't say anything though, like just place your hand on here and you know like we're all on that adventure of the more and we love bumping into those people and we love the people that listen to our podcast who are also walking that same path of that narrow path of, wow, like God has this path laid out for me. And it's not like if I step off it, I'm in trouble and I'm going to be blasted or zapped or something's going to go wrong. But it's just this knowing that in every moment that the, that the next step is your choice with Him. And it's just always an adventure.
0: Yeah, it is. It's always an adventure and it's that that revelation of that we are light and we are love, that the very cellular makeup of our being is crying out to be brought into that original intent for who we always are have been and that is to be the manifestation of Jesus on the earth, to be the fullness of who he was and and greater things than that.
1: So last night, just before I was going to sleep, I was rolling around in bed and normally I can go to sleep pretty quick. But last night I was having difficulty and God said to me, you're a light worker. I love that. And he told me that, I think, because sometimes when people ask what it is that I do or what we do, we don't. (laughs) because we've we've laid aside the things of the world when it comes to career etc that we've had in the past it's difficult to answer that question in the way that a lot of people want you to answer it because I don't I'm not a I'm not a house painter I'm not an accountant or a doctor or a solicitor I don't have a title like that but I really feel like last night to answer that query that I have about what it is that I do that God told me that I was a light worker and I thought wow just as I was starting to go to sleep I hope that I remember that and you know it's like when you're in that sort of semi-dream state that theta state um that you might not remember you know in the morning so I thought will I wake up and write that down and as I rolled over Kylie she sort of was still awake she murmured and I so I said Kylie We are light workers, and she said, I know, and I thought, wow, well, if I tell her, then there's a chance that we will remember.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it because I was also warming in and out of that theatre dream state and I was engaging with different people across the world as I do in that space often. And yeah, it was just, it was a beautiful little piece of connection in in the dream state where we just had that landing confirmation of you know we are light workers we are bringing illumination to people's hearts and and helping people cross that place of the renewal of our mind and coming into concepts and 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 an understanding of who we've always been from the beginning of time bringing us into that place of clarity and and hope for a better future and what that looks like yeah
1: we're not the only light workers in the world No, there's lots of this. There's crystals that are all over the world, you know, like rocks, like those shiny rocks that have light shining through them. Those lights. Yes. They're everywhere and they're shining God's light through them because he created them. They also contain frequencies of his because God spoke everything into existence. So if he did that, then everything, including those crystals, those rocks contain parts of his voice, that vibration, and they have light shining through them. So they are also part of this light working that's emanating from within us as well.
0: Yeah, Those rocks are
1: everywhere and we are everywhere. We're entangled with one another. So we know that the people that listen to this podcast as well, you are a source of light. You are shining your light into other people's lives, even when you just walk past them in the street. That it is not about having to have the right words at the right time necessarily all of the time. But just being who you are is shining your light. Yeah, absolutely. Why would you have a light shining out of you and cover it up and stay inside? I think there's something in the Bible like that, Kylie. Mm,
0: I think there is. Yeah. Arise, light beings, wonderful, beautiful sons and daughters of oneness and love. So, yeah, there is something about being on a hill being not putting your light under a lampshade or something like that. There was a verse like
1: that. Uh, We've got way off track, Kylie, because you didn't even introduce the topic, did you?
0: (laughs) No. All right. So I will. Today we're going to be talking about the dark night of the soul, which is interesting because it really is the flip side of being a light worker and a light
1: being. Dark night of the soul. Yeah. So it's like the opposite of everything I've just been talking about, Yeah. which I, I know. felt like was you know, illuminated and glorious and joyful. Beautiful. Now you want to talk about darkness and well, nights.
0: I know. Well, I've been pondering lots of things in these past few weeks as we've pass through this time of winter solstice, which was on the 22nd of June, and the wonders that are held within an ascension that we did on the 23rd of the 6th, 23. Um, which, on a side note, 23, is the number of powerful connection to the divine. And winter solstice is the beginning of a new cycle of birth and growth. It's a whole new year of life experiences and and transformation. It's remembering that we are always going from glory to glory. So... We're faced with walking out all that we're becoming and that we've become. So as I pondered this a few mornings ago, I was looking at the definition of dark night of the soul. So the dark night of the soul is actually a stage of final and complete purification that is marked by confusion, helplessness, stagnation of the will. There's even this sense of the withdrawal of God's presence It's this final unselfing and surrender to the hidden purposes of the divine will. So, yeah, how does that sit
1: with you? That sounds to me a lot like that could be mixed up with depression, really. Is the dark night of the soul like a depressive state or is there an option here? Like what? No, when, when you talk about Dark Night of the Soul being a place where uh, you feel distant from God even in that place, then can we opt out of that?
0: Well, I think it's just one of those levels of um, that you that you're going through as you're coming into the fullness of
1: who you already are. But why would you want to go through that?
0: Well, I think it's not that we want to. I think it's something that... When we go, God, I want to be in with my everything. I feel like I have, a piece of me has awakened that I can't put back to sleep. I now have this revelation of the truth of who I really am. And I want to walk in the fullness of what that looks like. But there's actually this letting go of all of the framework. So it is optional then? It is optional.
1: Right. Okay. Well, that's why I asked, like, is this an optional space, even if you're Even if you're aware of this dark night of the soul being upon you, it's something that you've voluntarily stepped into. It sounds like you're aware of it. You've opted in by saying, putting your hand up and saying, I I want all of you, God, I want you to reveal all of yourself in me or whatever Mm. language you want to package around that. So therefore, if at a time it's just too overwhelming for you in the dark night of the soul, that is there a time where you could opt out for a while?
0: Well, absolutely, because everything's always a choice. Like, we have free will in in every moment that we're walking So out. we have
1: freedom and adventure even in the dark night of the soul.
0: That's right. What it looks like in our life. Like, there hasn't been a one moment in time where we've walked through that in its finality and that it's never being a part of another little space as we've moved forward. One of the examples is like when we were hiking the south coast earlier last year and there was this one national park that we started walking through and I'm not kidding that every single time we got to the top of a a big steep hill, exactly below us was another really steep downward path with heaps of steps that went all the way down to like a little creek right down the bottom. And this just kept on happening over and over again. It's like we would just want to get to this top of the mountain and then have this plane to walk along where we would Where
1: everything's easier.
0: Yeah, but it never came, did it? That that National Park was up, down, up, down, and and it was quite early on in our journey, so our legs were really feeling the steps. And all of the steps in this park too were not – they weren't consistent. They weren't a consistent size. One was a little tiny step and then the next step was this giant big step. And it seemed like for days we were walking up and down and up and down into this next little river and then up to this beautiful lookout and then down into this little valley again. And and this up and down, it's almost like it has been the trail of our life. There's there's this desire that we want to get to the end of the trail, like I felt like there, you know, in the midst of it or we were just like, I want this part of the walk to end. And it almost steals those moments along the trail where you, where there's this glorious view or there's this beautiful, gorgeous little creek at the bottom of the valley. But all that you're overwhelmed by are all those steps that are before us thinking we've got to walk up all those steps again before we get to the next high point. It's But we could
1: choose to stay at the bottom and have a rest. Or next time we got to the top, stay there and have a rest.
0: It's true. But there's this thing that pushes you because you're kind of thinking about the end result. You're thinking about having completed it. And I think there's something in that about the dark night of the soul. You know, like there's this tendency to just want to be at our perfected
1: selves. And it's more likely in that scenario to stop and have a rest at the bottom or at the top rather than halfway down or halfway up? Oh,
0: definitely. (laughs) I think in the halfway down and up, sometimes we'd just lean on a tree because we were too afraid to sit down in case we couldn't get up again.
1: (laughs) So is it the same therefore then as you go through this process of the dark night of the soul that you can opt in or out of at any time that you're more likely to do it at the bottom or the top? than halfway, it's like once you've taken that step to step out of the bottom to climb back to the top, you just want to keep going until you're at the top again. Mm. And once you're on that downward slope, back down to where it is that that God's asking you to leave something behind, perhaps, absolutely that you're of that frame of mind where you're like, well, I've already submitted to this being a part of the process. I'm on the way back there, so... I will just keep on continuing until I get there and when I get down there, that thing that he's going to whisper in my ear that he would like me to leave behind, then I get to choose down there whether I want to or not and then I can walk back up the hill
0: well it's one of those things i if we're if we're only going to speak from experience i think our experience has only ever been the ebb and flow it's been the mountains and the valleys it's been the ups and downs it's been the highs and lows it's the experience for us is that continual cycle of we've never arrived like we never get to that place where we go this is it this is the fullness
1: you're not talking about geographically though
0: no i'm talking about life I'm talking about because the, the 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 geographical illustration of our walk up the coast is only a physical illustration of a spiritual journey.
1: Yeah, but in some people's lives, there's also, and including in ours, there's been times where we probably thought that if we can just get out of this town we're living in and get to the next town, then maybe that will be our place for a period of time. That will be our relief. That will be our answer to our prayer. That'll be you know, having let go of these things back here gets us to the next and then we mm. can walk along that, that plane, that easier walk for a while.
0: Definitely. And and I think those up and down times are, you know, sometimes you feel like in that place of the dark night of the soul that the rug has been completely pulled out from under us, like everything that we had in that moment, our job, our identity, our relationships, Every time we choose to let go, we're moving into a place that is bringing us closer to the fullness of who we've always been. Like as light workers, we're wanting to be shining in our fullness. We're wanting every aspect of ourselves to be emanating from our physical body and to be knitted within the aura of our spiritual being that is that has become larger than ourselves
1: sounds to me like that process of sanctification they talk about in the bible or bible colleges or churches you know where that process that i always understood was like okay you're a dirty sinner I, i was a wretch but now i'm saved Uh, Now I am a wretch who has the realisation that I'm saved and now I have to walk out sanctification which is piling things on top of me or collecting things as I cruise through the Game Boy Adventure or the, the game adventure of picking up tokens and bonus points and stuff on my life that will eventually get me to a place where I have all the bonus points, I have all that I need and I become enlightened and I become all that God intended for me to be back in the beginning, but in reverse, (laughs) this sounds like sanctification that I used to understand, but in reverse, it's like, okay, well now if you just let go of the things that are attached to you that you actually really don't need, then you will be going through that sanctification or that refining fire process that will bring you closer to the understanding of who you actually already are.
0: Absolutely. Like you've nailed it. And I think for some of us, some of those things that we're letting go of are physical and some of them are mental, like they're actually mindsets and their understandings and their things that we've come to believe are truth. And then some of them are also multidimensional.
1: So deep within, inside of you is the perfect version of you If you would just let go of some of the stuff that you think that you need to have that make you who you are. Yep. You don't have to actually collect degrees or finances or achievements through life to make you the best version of who you are. You actually need to allow things to be lifted from you. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I really do feel like that. And I feel like each year there's been almost another one of those things that we've just gone, we need to let go of this. Like I remember quite a few years ago where I was just really in that space of letting go of the fear of man, like letting go of what people thought about me, letting go of my understanding of who I was through the eyes of other people and part of that for me at that time was to write a stand-up comedy show and then to perform that in front of people (laughs) and especially when I had no aspirations to be a stand-up comic and I also live with a husband who pretty much constantly tells me that I'm not funny.
1: (laughs) I was just about to say that. I I actually don't think you're that funny.
0: <laughs> and it was so, it was such a challenge for me because I'd written this show. I realized its best performance um, or its best format of performance was to do it as a stand-up comedy show. And I actually went ahead with that. I found some people that were touring with stand-up comedy. I said, can I jump on board? And and I've got, you know, this this. 10 minute set you know can I be a part of it and they said yes yes come on board and I did these three outback shows with these couple of stand-up comedians from Melbourne and it was quite liberating it was difficult it was you know each one of those shows was different I got varying degrees of laughs and and you know there, you it's really obvious if it's not working because nobody's saying anything. The room is still and it can be that deathly silence but it's rising out of that space. It's like this beautiful place that God created for me to have this creative outlet to break through some of those barriers that I'd had about worrying about what people think.
1: You're standing up in front of people. You're completely naked. You've exposed yourself so everybody (laughs) can see everything about you. And... The audience is looking at you like you think that you're funny, do you? Is this the best that you've got? You're standing there exposed. You've you dragged me into that same scenario, Kylie. Too. You got me to do stand-up comedy as well, and I understand what you're saying. It's a, it's a very I don't know what the word is. You're really exposing yourself. It's a it's a place of transparency. It's like I was just thinking of before about Adam and Eve. In the Garden of Eden. From the moment of the fall, the first thing they did when God was walking around looking for them was they looked for leaves, etc., to cover themselves because they realized that they were naked. And so, right from that moment, as humans, we put things on in between us and God to try and hide from Him things that we're now insecure about that we didn't even realize that we had. So, it's like that that sanctification process we're talking about before you know if you go through life long enough piling things on top of you that give you some level of comfort for whatever reason between you and and god or or you and people that you think might be looking at you and judging you then the way to freedom the way back to that place of being comfortable in your own skin standing in front of people on stage as a comic wondering whether you're actually funny, putting yourself out there is the ultimate test of actually being comfortable in your own skin. Mm, It's true. And therefore, you know, when it comes to, to God cruising through the garden, wondering where you are, standing before him naked shouldn't really be a problem. That's right.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, coming, realising that that no separation means that we can't hide. Like we're we're kidding ourselves if we think we can hide stuff.
1: Oh no, I've done something wrong. I better cover myself up so he can't (laughs) see my nakedness, which he created in the first place. Exactly.
0: Yeah. No, it's so true. It's interesting because some of those low times, I feel like some of these low times are places of energetic upgrades. They are opportunities to let go and continue on. It's that place of really feeling smashed. Like we're feeling really smashed in these times, these dark night of the soul moments where we're bringing up those things or those things are being brought to our attention that we need to let go of. And yeah, just like like Sean was saying, it's a place of transparency and it's a place of coming into that revelation that we are naked, (laughs) that we are exposed, that we're only hiding from our own selves often and that we're putting on faces and fronts that aren't part of our destiny. They're not part of the unravelling of who we already are.
1: So Eckhart Tolle, most people in the discussion around philosophy, etc. these days would have heard of Eckhart Tolle. He talks about dark night of the soul and he says the dark night of the soul is a term that goes back a long time. Yes, I have also experienced it. It is a term used to describe what one could call a collapse of a perceived meaning in life. An eruption into your life of a deep sense of meaninglessness. The inner state in some cases is very close to what is conventionally called depression. Nothing makes sense anymore. There's no purpose to anything. Sometimes it's triggered by some external event, some disaster perhaps on an external level the death of someone close to you could trigger it, especially premature death, for example. So whatever the occasion is that brings it about, whether it is a something that's unforeseen in your life that brings you to that place of questioning everything, or whether it's, a, it's actually something you put your hand up for, you voluntarily say, OK, God, well, I want to walk out the perfect plan that you have for my life, and I am going to sit here and wait until you tell me what's next, that both of those occurrences bring you to the same place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that uh, another one of those valley moments for us, another one of those places where we found ourselves really looking at things that we needed to let go of was when we were untangling from cultural norms when it came to walking out our life with drinking alcohol. And for us, that's been... We've been non drinkers or sober now for two and almost two and a bit
1: I wouldn't call you sober.
0: <laughs> well, I'm a sober drunk now, like because I'm really tanked into the the drunken wine of his love, which is like that constant union that you that you realise that you're only like one tiny little moment away from being in the overflow and the fullness of what already is.
1: And is your new wine in a new wine skin? Or an old wineskin? It's in a
0: new wineskin, the new creation wineskin of his goodness, of light and love and fullness and wonder. Because there's not
1: much value in bringing the old wine into the new skin? No, or the new wine into the old skin. Mm, So you've got new wine inside you, you've got a new skin on the outside and so it's a new adventure for Kylie and Sean. Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, we got to a place where we realised that Our next was to walk through life without drinking alcohol anymore. And that was a, that was quite a big moment in our life to come to that decision that that that's what our next was. And we could have said no to that. Oh,
0: definitely. And I don't think that they would have been frowned upon or that, but we, I think we really just wanted to be in the fullness of what he has for us. And I feel like we have so much clarity out of laying that down. We have so much space now for his wine to land in the midst of our life. So and now it's been be. like
1: two and a half years.
0: Mm. Yeah, it has.
1: Which is crazy.
0: I could never have imagined in my whole life not having.
1: So do we think that everybody should not drink alcohol?
0: Of course not. No, because we're all on our own individual adventures with that. And each one of us has different things to lay down. Each one of us has different places that you know different things in our valleys in those moments of our dark night of the soul where we're facing something that when we come through that on the other side we come into a greater glory we come into a higher plane of reality we come into a a bit more of the fullness of who we
1: already are and laying aside things like that I also used to smoke cigarettes we used to do other things like various drugs as we were growing up as well so when you lay those things aside are you expecting an upgrade like are you are you putting aside those things and and then you know after a period of time where you've done that you do you go hey god like come on I did that now where's my upgrade where's my gift where's my Where's my award for putting that thing down? (laughs) Is that what you do?
0: uh oh, that is one of the things isn't it the untethering from the reward system it's difficult to let go of all of those paradigms and all those belief systems that we've always known like to be walking with god as he he is our father and we are his sons and daughters is we it's very difficult to walk in that place and know that all those things that are his are ours without a system of reward because we've grown up in a a system of reward. We have been rewarded for our good behavior our whole lives. We've known this system of you work hard and you come into greater levels of influence and greater levels of wealth and all of those kind of things. Breaking away from that reality is part of the undoing for us. It's part of our places of those the dark night of the soul places for us are untethering from that belief system and that's been difficult
1: so in that scenario with the stopping drinking alcohol part if you then feel yourself in that place of darkness the dark night of the soul which we're talking about today then whilst you're there you're not exactly expecting that when you climb out of there that everything will change for the better, are you? Or are you just dropping something off?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Like that's an interesting thought to ponder because I feel like that in each time you, you come into one of those places where you're letting go of another aspect of yourself to come into the fullness of who you really are, who you've always been, is this choice. We can go back and sit in the the comfort of what we always knew because we know what we're going to get in that place. But when we're moving into the higher dimensions of reality, we don't know what we're going to get necessarily. So as you
1: climb and back out of that dark night of the soul, you're walking into new territory that you've never been before. Absolutely. So we're walking back into uh, an existence in our country where, and where we live in the country within the country where most people drink most people drink alcohol once they get to a certain age and it's just a part, it's just culturally accepted. So when we're walking out of that, having left that behind, we're walking into uncharted territory for us where everything changes for us. We now don't go to the pub all the time. We now never go into a bottle shop. We now, everything changes in what we see, because even the locations that we used to find comfort in and, and go and sit and talk and meet people, we're still doing all of those things, but we're not doing those things in that same, in those same locations. So our whole life looks different from that one choice.
0: Yeah, definitely. But it's
1: uncharted territory for us. So we have to learn a whole new Mm. way of existence.
0: Yeah. And we're wanting to pioneer into spaces making a way for others so that, you know, as light workers and light beings across the earth, we're actually shining light into the places where people, not many people have gone and we're saying that there is a way. Actually, we're creating the way because the way is within us. He is the way. Jesus is the way. So Jesus made a way for us and then he, we became the, we become the fullness of who He was, who He is, and then we become the way as we embrace the light that is within i don't and
1: necessarily want to go into the business of bashing alcohol industry or those sorts of industries cuz no. the decision is up to you yeah but when you get out of that place and you do traverse a new world without it it's kind of like what in the world were we doing there in the first place i know It's,
0: it's one of those things that is so, it becomes so culturally acceptable to the point where it's kind of almost not acceptable to not be a part of that.
1: I know. And, and we used to see, we used to sit in pubs and we used to own pubs as well. We used to sell alcohol and we would see people walking past with their dogs or with their fancy (laughs) gym attire on. Fit people. (laughs) Fit people day and night. And we would... Look at them and think, I wonder what happens in their life. Like, why would they be doing that? It's just like a, an alternate reality. Mm. And now that we are those people, now that we actually do walk the dog every day and we walk past the pubs and there's people inside looking at us, probably thinking those things that we used to think about the fit people walking past. It's like we've stepped into a whole new world, a world that we didn't know existed before yet it exists in the same place as where we used to live. But now we have a different label. So we went down into the dark night of the soul, left behind that I'm a drinker. And and even people, even friends and relatives that we used to associate with around the comfort of drinking, a lot of those people have dropped out of our life as well. I don't know whether that's for now or that's permanently or for how long it is, but it is definitely the case. And it's not out of us not wanting to be around people who drink necessarily, but we just don't find ourselves in the same locations. So we have a new label attached to us now. I was a drinker and now I'm not. And so what I left behind was that one label and what I walked out with was a different one. But not only the label, everything changed.
0: Exactly. Well, I remember when we were in an ascension... An ascension is stepping into the unseen realms or the heavenly spaces with our tutors and teachers and guides, with our with our angels and with wisdom and with the seven spirits of God, with Jesus. We're walking in
1: those spaces. Wow, it's very full up there, Kylie.
0: Yeah, it is very full up there. <laughs> so we were standing in this ascension on the clifftops above the dreamscape of our life. And we were looking out over all that is to come. And we were feeling that sense of how. (laughs) And I feel like it's in that moment that you're taking courage. You're letting go of fear. You're taking a leap. You're learning to fly. You're letting go of the safety nets. And the safety nets are those places of cultural familiarity. They're those places where things in our life make sense they're those places where we know if we do this, this is what we're going to get. And it's, it's letting go of all of that. And it's believing for all of those things that we believe for when we walk with God, the impossible things, the, the, the spaces of miracles and, and wonder and oneness and, and an actual planet that is unfolding with light and love. That is the fullness of resurrection power where we're seeing things come to life again in a a way that we've not seen or known or that we've only seen little pieces of it.
1: So the dark night of the soul and leaving things behind, etc., sounds a little bit to me like fasting, you know, fasting in the Mm, Bible.
0: Yeah. Well, I definitely feel like there's probably an element to that. You know, I know there has been times where I've wanted... Especially, you know, as we were still moving through the age of the church, and just let that was a real thing that people would take hold of. We're letting go of something. We're sacrificing something. We're laying down something that's maybe consuming a lot of our time. You know, there were all kinds of things. We used to fast from food, and sometimes we'd fast from social media, or all kinds of different things that people would lay down in that time, in a pers- in their pursuit to to come up higher with God, to go deeper with God, to find a a, a place of breakthrough in a specific area of their walk. And yeah, so I, I guess there is that, it is that space. It's that valley moment where you go, actually enough is enough. And I really need to let go of this element because I know there's more.
1: Yeah. So fasting is optional. And if we're going to compare fasting with the dark night of the soul and talking about it being optional or not, it sounds like they could be similar. It sounds like it could be that that moment of wondering whether something that you are doing in your life, something that uh, is attached to you identity-wise, that you're prepared to leave behind, you feel like God's whispering to you, how about you set aside that position that you have in that voluntary organization. I want you to set that aside and you get to choose whether you do or not. It's the same with fasting. You get to choose whether you have a 40-day fast from food or from yogurt or from Facebook or Instagram or any of the things that people fast from these days and they're both optional. Why would you want to do either of them? Are you doing either of those things if they're both optional, expecting a, a result
0: well, I think it's even like I know a lot of people now that do intermittent fasting, you know, like there's this there's this place in which our body comes into this optimum amount of movement, like its it cells come alive. it's like it's in this place of almost like where we're verging on this space of hungriness so it's like okay i i feel like it's good for my body to do intermittent fasting because it's come it, it's like that space of our mind and our body and our spirit coming into this this place where we hit this level and then we're in op, it, optimal functionality and i feel like that that's like so much of of this element is that we're we're having this desire where we're hungry and that hunger is bringing us into a higher level of functionality. And that's what we're wanting to be aligned with. We're wanting to come into the fullest level of functionality that is possible when our body and our soul and our spirit come into perfect alignment. I feel like that—that that is a lot of what it's about. I don't know what that completely looks like but I know that when I'm engaged with all of those spaces that you come out onto these planes of infinite possibility where things just fall into alignment where we're engaging with these realms of possibility that start to open up in people's lives when we come into that collective consciousness where all of us are believing for more. And then that's becoming our reality because we're all engaged on that plane of possibility together.
1: That was one of those moments where I was just fasting from listening to you.
0: (laughs) I love it. I was just on this flow because I had I don't have any notes or anything about any of this. This is all just coming out of a place deep within.
1: Well, I think that's good, Kylie, because this podcast is about real conversations, about mystical things. How can you have real conversations all the time if it's from notes?
0: Yeah, it, absolutely. And it's you know, it's just we're in that space of connecting with our <laughs> Spiritual awakening, and with our inner wisdom, with walking, with in the fullness of who we already are, and and he, the Holy Spirit says he will give us the words to say in the moment that we need to say it, and that's If he's
1: our counsellor, Kylie, then why do we need counsellors?
0: Well, I think that once again, it's a multi-dimensional space. So that is our that is a, a dimension of counsel that people seek. Is this physical?
1: counseling. It's quite possibly also a topic for another day. It's Absolutely. just something that came to mind. And that's what happens when you're having conversations about God and and it's free flowing. If you're enjoying the content, the free flowing conversation about the mysteries of God, you can obviously find more of our podcast if you found this one on Spotify, etc. If you enjoy it, share it with your friends, like it, share it, comment, get in touch with us. You can find us on wildfiretribe.life, that is our website, and there's links on that website to various different places, including Patreon. And what's Patreon about, Kylie?
0: Yeah, well, it's a great way to support the making of our podcast, and to join our community, we also have like monthly gatherings where we just want to be in touch with people that are desiring to partner with us um, on this great. And you can do that for like a dollar
1: or two dollars, can't you?
0: Yeah, a couple of dollars, little, as little as
1: that, you can be a part of everything that we bring. We also have men's gatherings online. We have all sorts of things available through that website, Wildfire Tribe. Dot Life, one dollar. Or
0: $2? Oh, it's a couple of dollars. A
1: couple of dollars. Yeah. So $2 Australian. It depends what country you're from. if you're in India, in rupee, how much would that be?
0: Oh, it's probably a 1,000 rupee. I don't know. I know that. <laughs> it could I'm be. I'm not sure. So if you're in India,
1: Pakistan... Where else are people listening?
0: Uh, Bahrain, Qatar. We've got listeners in Sweden and Belgium, the UK, the US. Hello, all our US friends. We're getting a real uh, um, traction and building audience in the US. We're excited to be a part of your lives over there, guys. We can't wait to come down and see you all. You all? You all. We're really excited. So, yeah, anybody that wants to host us at your gathering in the US, we're pretty so keen in an to ascension join the other you guys day. over there.
1: We saw ourselves take off in a rocket ship, which looked like a car. And we then ended up to, we landed in a place in the US on a motorbike, (laughs) which is like a road glide or a street glide. I'm not exactly sure of their names, but a Harley Davidson with those hard bags on the side and a little bit of a screen on the front. And then we cruised through, uh, What's the name of that national park? Zion Zion National Park. So if you can see that happening for us, then maybe you're a part of the picture that we're looking for. You're a part of the puzzle that wants to connect with us, that you've seen us in that place, zooming through Zion National Park on our Harley-Davidson road glide. Then get in touch with us and talk to us about that. We'd love to know more about what that means to you as we believe that we're also all quantumly entangled with each other so if I have a picture that I've seen in an ascension and I don't know the rest of the picture the before and the after it's quite possible that you have the next piece
0: yeah we're excited to connect with you if you do you're always
1: excited Kylie
0: I know I am yeah
1: we're excited
0: we are enraptured uh. and it <laughs> we are very um, yeah excited Give me a new word, honey. Give me a new word
1: that you want me to say. (laughs) No, because you get freedom of choice in life, Kylie, and you get to actually choose the words you want to use. It's true. But it's really cool if you don't use the one word over and over and over so much that you hate it and then you have to find a new one.
0: Well, I just feel like right now in this space that I am declaring over us all that it is done. So my new word right now in this moment is done. It is done, this This time of um, the dark night of the soul, which I know a lot of us have been walking through another level of that. There's been a space at which you're untethering or letting go of something else that is just bringing you from this glory into another glory. So, as Christ, as the Christ within whispers to us, it is finished. Our dark night of the soul period has ceased with this winter solstice that has just passed and we have now risen into this wonderful place of purification and light. This unselfing is no more for we Ah, the I am, the fullness of Christ, the fullness of love, the flow, the overflow, the new creation reality of our limitless life in oneness with one another and with our creator, the creator of all things. Yeah,
1: I love that. That's that's that declaration of it is done. If Absolutely. you have found yourself in the dark night of the soul, you've been there, you've opted in for that to deliberately leave behind what it is that God wants you to leave behind, then we declare that it is done for you. There is no more having to stay there, wondering when you can leave. It is done. And what he brought you there to show you, to leave behind, is done. And when you walk back out of that place, that everything will change for the better. And that's what we're claiming for you, and that's what we're claiming for us
0: absolutely there are no limits our mind has stepped aside the soul man whilst we hold him and we love him has stepped aside for the fullness of our spirit to flow for his spirit to flow for the waterfalls of glory and and grace to be where we reside so in one of our ascensions, there, I think it was our twenty three six twenty three one, and we found ourselves in the midst of the fullness of the waterfall, the fullness of the overflow that is our existence, our life.
1: That was the ascension with all the angels in front of the libraries, was it?
0: Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, in between all the waterfalls, was bookcases full of books with an angel standing in front of each of those bookcases. But then all the bookcases and the angels disappeared and it became just a place of waterfalls, Mm. abundance, overflow.
0: Yep yeah and so that is that is our reality that we live in that place of abundance and overflow and that is your reality too as we partner together in the oneness of coming into our new creation reality as all of our consciousness together our collective consciousness is rising into a place of higher glory we are going from glory to glory together as we see the unfolding of this wonder across the earth
1: so sometimes we talk about support via Patreon and things like that, like we did a moment ago, but I'd also just like to ask anybody that's listening to the podcast to support us with prayer. We would love that so much. That costs nothing. Yeah, Really, that just costs maybe a little bit of time, but God will give you the words and the time. So if you are feeling like you want to partner with us through prayer, then we would love that. Just please, just keep us in your thoughts, keep us in your prayers and not like that, Christian way where people say you're in my thoughts and prayers but they don't do anything but we're really asked that you just actually do do that yeah. intentionally stop for a moment and pray for what it is that's next for us yeah yeah.
0: that loving intention that we have as Sean was saying before in that revelation of our quantum entanglement with one another that we that energy within us that we're extending that toward one another in for for. That oneness, that union, for that breakthrough, for that wonder, for that flow.
1: I had a phone call from a fellow in another country, I don't want to be too specific, a couple of weeks ago who thanked me for praying for him because changes had happened in his life and he had not asked me to pray for him and nor did I tell him that I was. I love that. That's that quantum entanglement.
0: Yeah, and that happened to me even this morning. I just not long after you had said to me in the middle of the night about us being the light workers, and then I had been dreaming about um, a couple of a friend of our, uh, some friends of ours, a couple, and and I and then uh, I our little dog started barking, and he was literally barking underneath our floorboards under our house, right near like where our bedroom was, which was so funny. And I got up and then I looked at my phone and I just received a message from the friends that I was
1: on the other side of the world, on the other
0: side of the world that were in my mind and that I had been dreaming about. And so that was just so crazy because we, all of those things, we're like, we're we're entangled within one another's hearts and thoughts for a reason and do you know just having that loving intention toward people when they're coming to mind like extending that um that connection that place of like sending a message or sending a voice message or saying hi or you, just all of those things they all matter
1: yeah, come on let's step let's step into that place of bringing heaven to earth where we actually Absolutely. have somebody cross our mind we pray for them we send them a message and say hey i just prayed for this thing for you and then you get a message back saying thank you so much I yeah. just got that new car that you were praying for or whatever it is you know let's step into the reality that these things are real Absolutely. and let's walk them out and practice them and yeah. and make them real this is the only way that we can bring heaven to earth is yeah. to actually enact all of these things that we believe are possible
0: Exactly and whatever it is you're being stirred to to do or to facilitate or to be a part of or to partner in don't hesitate just step into the fullness of it before your mind takes a hold of that thought and starts to reason it away. So we need to be activated in that space of moving in the flow of the spirit so that we're able to see the fullness of what we're believing for become our reality on the earth because each of us has a different part to play. Each of us is a different part of what's unfolding. So if you're feeling stirred in whatever it is that you're bringing to the table, to this banqueting table in the presence of our enemies where we are celebrating his goodness and his glory and his love as our light is unfolding across the earth, then play your part, step into it and make it become that reality. Don't reason away what it is that he's bringing to your mind.
1: Yeah, and if you see somebody that you think is battling without a home, without a blanket or any of those things and you you think to yourself, I wonder if I could play a role in their lives in making things better for themselves. Act upon it. Act upon it immediately. Act upon it immediately without going to your pastor and asking. Act upon it without having to be a part of an organization that feeds and clothes homeless people in other countries. Act upon these things right here and right now in your day-to-day life. Don't go telling everybody what you did. Just do those things and watch the world change around you as you start to notice those whispers that God has for you. You do not have to wait and take things aside and pray for them for hours and hours and days and days and weeks and weeks while that person who needs a blanket is lying there waiting for somebody to give them a blanket. That person that's waiting, who is homeless for whatever reason, is crying out to God saying, God, if you just bring someone to me who has a blanket, then I'll believe you for the rest of my life. We need to enact these things without spending too much time thinking about them and looking for credit for them
0: yeah and you know and and that 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 is so um it it encompasses everything that can be coming into your mind because it's easy to see need when need is in our face but it's not easy to see need when we're quantumly entangled in the fullness because often we're seeing somebody's spiritual mantle that's on them and we're seeing the fullness of their light shining like this glorious light oh wow they don't have any needs they look so free and and everything looks amazing and all that kind of stuff. And often we can reason away what we're feeling like God might be calling us to bring into somebody's life because it looks like they already have it all together. It's easy to see a homeless person and realize that they're in need, but it's not easy to see in the spirit world where those needs are. So don't reason away what God is stirring in your heart. Step into the fullness of your part that he is calling you to be in any given moment moment and just be activated so
1: when you look around the local cafe that you go to or the local pub that you go to in the afternoon or the library or any of those places you find yourself in where there are other people ask god to show you if there's anything that the people around you are lacking in their lives so if it's not a physical thing but it's a spiritual thing ask him to show you and act upon that so I quite often do that where I'll just say, God, what's that person? Why are you bring that person to my attention that I'm looking at? Is there something that you want to show me? And I'll just act upon it and I'll just ask, what what's happening in your life? Is there anything? Or maybe even more intentionally say something like, I feel like you're looking for change in your life or... You've just gone through something really difficult and I just want to let you know that your future is far brighter than you can possibly imagine. You know, those things that are not made up, they're not made up words. They are a flow of His Spirit through this world, Mm -hmm. releasing those gifts of His Spirit out of you into other people's lives. It's not necessarily always a physical need, but there are also spiritual needs. There are people walking around the world Mm -hmm. right next to you who are longing to hear something from God come yep. out of your mouth. Absolutely. And it's like
0: the the other day when we were in um, down the street and you saw that uh, dad interacting with his kids and you just went up to him and you were just saying, you know, really just speaking what an amazing father he was. And he was visibly moved. Like he was really encouraged that another dad had noticed that he was being an awesome dad, <laughs> you know. And, I told and,
1: him that because I could see that he was a great dad and my heavenly dad was telling me to tell him that.
0: Yeah, and it was so powerful. It was so powerful to see his expression in that moment and to see his heart moved in a way that was like... Now, did
1: that fellow then, like, give his life to the Lord and join the local church choir? I don't <laughs> know and I don't care. I really don't care about those results. The thing is that I fully believe that God has whispers that he wants to whisper through you to other people. And whatever comes of that, whatever result he's looking for is between him and that other person. You're just the middleman.
0: Yeah.
1: You don't have to hang around and make them say the sinner's prayer. Exactly.
0: I just feel like this has just been just a really great... Um, up and down time of it has discussion. It been of
1: valleys and mountains. Yes,
0: mountains and valleys and highs and lows, the ebb and flow of our lives as we're walking into the fullness of who we already are. And it is a journey. Like, Don't be discouraged, guys. Be encouraged that you are the best version of yourself right now. Is that how it goes, babe?
1: I don't know, because you can say whatever you want to say, really. It's between you and God, Kylie.
0: (laughs) But that was that moment of divine wisdom that you had that came forth from the very depths of your There is a
1: saying that he has told me to share with other people on occasion, yes. And it is, you are, well, actually, what I normally get to do is get people to say it to themselves and repeat it until they believe it, which goes like this, I am the perfect version of me right now.
0: I am the perfect version of me right now. Whoa, that is so cool.
1: (laughs) So for any person who's walking through the highs or the lows or halfway up or halfway down, I am the perfect version of me right now. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Say that to yourself if you need to. Remind yourself that you are. And that's what he thinks of you as well. Right now, at this very moment, you are the perfect version that he's created you to be right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Thank you so much for listening to us. Yes. You may have found us through Spotify or one of those places, wherever that is. We thank you for finding us. We ask you to follow, subscribe, share, like, get in touch with us, all of those things. We just like to say thank you so much for all the people that are listening. Thank you for those people that are supporting us both financially or through prayer or through any of those ways at all. If your intention is just good thoughts towards us, we thank you for that.
0: Yes, beautiful light beings. We love you guys. We love the journey that you're on and be encouraged. We can't wait to be here again with you next time.
1: Wildfire Tribe.
0: Bye. Again with you next
1: time. Wildfire Tribe. Bye.